Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Welcome to Drag Race World, the immersive experience no one asked for. So whose experience are we ready to be immersed in? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK versus the world too. And here with me is someone who can't wait to experience it all, La Veronica. Hola. Hey darling, hola. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad that this episode is all in English because I can understand it. No subtitles needed today. Well, we're going to talk about the subtitles because they were terrible yes they were oh we're gonna oh, talk Jesus. about some of those mm. as always mm. i'm gonna leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality to show characters is presented to us real production where the entertainment television wants to see we react to what is presented yes they were given an opportunity to go on television share the craft they've also been discussed with in the podcast for entertainment discuss reality to show all right we are um Less than halfway because we actually get eight episodes this year. Uh, we only get eight episodes. And side note, you reading that felt like when Mirage was trying to lip sync. Well done. Listen, listen. I could probably yes. beat her in that lip sync. But um, I don't know the words. But yeah, uh, we have, are here in episode three. That means um, one more and then we get halfway. How are you feeling about Drag Race UK versus the world dose? It's what I expected it to be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I expected some of the girls to be early outs. I expected some girls to be eaten up by RuPaul because some, sure. some, some, some of the girls, it's the first time they're being in front of Mama Ru. So I was kind of expecting some things. Um, I am here for Scarlet, though. Just completely okay. being in her villain era is giving me everything I need. Would you say in your life you are a hero or a villain? I'm a villain. Yeah, okay. okay I'm a Gemini, sweetie. I am a villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you go to the UK. You, you're there. You live there. Um, are you f- are you familiar with any of this cast in real life as yes. friends? Um, I wouldn't say we're like. I wouldn't say I'm best friends with any of the cast, like because we're probably in different circles. But uh, me and Tia do go back. We mm-hmm. know each other. We've worked together. Um, we have like we have tea. We have conversations every now and then. And she is just an absolute, absolute sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And not tell you enough how much of a sweetheart she is. I do absolutely adore her. Um, some of the other girls I've come through in passing, uh, or I'm just not very familiar with them. But he has the one that I'm like, I know who that is. I know that person. I have her number. Like you know, amazing. I love that. All right. Well, let's talk about Tia and her friends. The Grand Dame sent Arancha home. The mere message is quite sweet, just like her. Now, Teresa says that Arancha is one of the best things in her life, and she gets emotional sharing that their song happened to be Every Time We Touch. Aw, how sweet. That's adorable. Do you think the world will love Arancha? Oh my god, yes, 100%. I think Arancha is one of the most interesting things to have come out of Drag Race Spain. And that's her whole vibe, her whole shtick. And she's really the epitome of like 
don't take drag so seriously. Absolutely. Like, she really loves what she does. She takes, she doesn't take it seriously. She just has a lot of fun with it. And I, I think she's like a breath of fresh air. I was very fortunate last year when I went to DragCon UK 2023, I got to actually see her perform alongside some mm -hmm. of her uh, season one and season two sisters. And the event was hosted by Teresa. So I had a great time seeing them both perform. Um, yeah. I mean, Teresa performing my favorite song in the history of the um, drag race universe being my pussy is like a peach. That was the best moment of my life. That, that, that song is everything. It's so good. Teresa really knows how to market herself. She does. Now, Teresa is determined to make it to the end, just not for her, but for Rancha. The Grand Dame was in the top and now has a badge. And she shares that she couldn't send home Teresa. Meanwhile, Miss Tia Coffee has noted that Teresa has asked Legrand Dom to send home her best friend. Is she getting competitive or is this just the game? It's the game, sweetie. Absolutely. It's the game. Speaking of competitive, it's time to learn who Katza sent home. And she's about to piss off one person and smack a giant target on her back. She would have given the chop to Teresa. Gay gasp. Are you surprised? No. No. Kata had a point by saying that there are four girls representing the UK and all four girls are very strong representations. So I think, uh, yeah, like Kata was like, let's, it might be UK versus the world. So let's get the UK out of here. Now, Teresa is mad, but not in front of her face. She's just ready to send that bitch home. But Teresa will mention that Kata said she was there to play the game and threatened by Teresa as a funny queen. But Kata will defend her decision by saying without Arancha, she wouldn't have had an outfit. Was it a dumb decision? Yes. You don't play your cards out all on the table, sweetie. Like, keep some mystery to yourself. I understand being like wanting to actually say your flowers and give the flowers to the girl that's gone home. Um, so that I can commend. But at the same time, I'm just like, you could have done that in the confessional, not in front of the other girls. Scarlett will admit that Teresa is a very strong com competition and a lot of her strong suits are coming up. So now that we know how everyone else is thinking, how would you play the game? Send Teresa home because Teresa is obviously going to be stronger competition for me. Especially mm -hmm. considering that we've already had um, a design challenge. And I don't even remember what the fuck last week was, but whatever last week was. Um, it was the ball. And then that was it, the ball. Um, before that was the so talent show. Yeah, talent show and ball. So for me, it's like, I know Snatch Game is coming up. I know a roast is probably coming up because it's an all-star season. And there's going to be a branding challenge. And Charissa is probably going to do better at those than Arantxa would have. So for me, it's like, send... Like when people say like, oh, I want to go up against the best. Girl, if I send the best home, I've gone up against the best and I've sent you home. Is it fair to say you want to go up against the best? Wouldn't you technically say the entire cast is the best if they're there in an all-star season? I mean, Gothi was there for 22 minutes. Well, we love Gothi. She's doing it for the first time ever. I'm just like, well done, girl. Scarlett is not there to play nice. She's a bitch, and we can tell her. She gave us permission to tell her. Will Scarlett live up to her last week words? Spoiler, she won't, but we'll get to it. It is a new day in the workroom, and Marina is wearing her best suit. Meanwhile, we will learn that one giraffe lent another giraffe their boy clothes because they tossed them out of their luggage because the luggage was overweight. Did you well, know that La Grande Dame did not bring her boy clothes because she needed to bring her um, yeah. alien? Yeah. I heard that she like couldn't afford um enough. Like, so she's just been like wearing the same thing over and over and over and over. 
Yeah, she, she essentially ran overweight and she needed to bring her costumes, which is really essentially the most important thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, Tia is giving her some clothing. I mean, that's the benefit of living where you film. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gothi, now experiencing her first week three, is coming in all Break My Back Mountain. Um, name a time and place and I'm there. Or. After the fashion show, the alarm sounds where the video message is all about branding. Mm. What would you say is your branding in a sentence? Uh, my name is La Veronica and I am Colombia's second biggest export. Who's number one? Well, honey, you have to find out. Is it Shakira? We love Shakira. No, it's something else, but I'm not allowed to talk about it on the BBC. Is it a man of massacre? We love a man of massacre. We love Amanda Massacre. Amanda Massacre is... No, but Amanda Massacre is from New York. Well, she, she's Colombian. No, she's Colombian. Wow, don't... She's oh, she's going to yell at you. Oh, girl, she's, she's going to yell at you. She's going to yell at you. Oh, she got oh, she's going to yell at you. I think I know York. what you're talking about. And it's not Coca-Cola, the beverage. It's not. We do have a beautiful Coca-Cola factory. Oh, my God. My cat. My cat. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of cat, uh, Rue arrives with a pussy bow in full force. Do you wear pussy bows? No. Why did you do pussy. it? I'm already pussy, honey. I don't need a boat to tell everybody. Rue shares the immersive experiences are popping up all over the globe. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they will have to come up with their own attraction in the new immersive experience, Drag Race World, which is not like my Drag Race World amusement park that I've been pitching for years. Each team will produce and star in a video that sells their unique experience using the latest in green screen technology. Oh, green screens. We oh, love God, it, don't we? They go so well. They will be working in teams of three, led by the two tops of the previous week, La Grande Dame and Kitta Minaj, and the remaining bottom, Theresa May. Here is how the teams shake out. La Grande Dame selects Hanaconda, Jombers Blonde, Kitta picks Tia and Marina. Theresa gets Scarlet and is then left with Gothi Kendall. Now, let's say you magically appeared in the workroom and they said, La Veronica, you get to pick your team. Which team would you want to be on? The funny girls. So I would go for Tia's team. I know Tia can deliver shit. Marina is funny. And Keda can do something. That's the team I would have chosen. But I would have kept those bitches in line. Well, the girls are at the table getting to work. Now, I got to ask you, what kind of immersive experience would you want for your Drag Race World attraction? It's a scavenger hunt, darling. You need to find out what the first biggest export of Colombia is. Uh I'm the second, and you need to find out what the first one is. And it's hidden somewhere in my body. All righty, then. Let's start with Team Teresa. And Scarlett is like, thank you for picking us. And Gothi's like, you're silly. I was left to last. Scarlett will remind Gothi that she was picked last in her acting challenge and she won it. Teresa was picked last in her girl group challenge and she ended up winning. So will the fate be the same for Miss OnlyFans? Not a chance. Not a chance. Teresa is concerned for Gothi as she has never been like this and comedy is not her forte. But Teresa is reminded that the car crash from her green screen challenge where no one was given the win for the week. Rough times that season. Rough times. Oh, yeah, that was that was a choice. Teresa's triggered. Mm, clearly. Scarlett says that they are selling what it is like to be on Drag Race. She says makeup, lip syncs, and crying, which is a Freudian slip, but also too real. 
honestly, like, yeah, that's basically what it seems to be. But really, they want the third one to be party. Uh, it's a way to get up close and personal with their favorite TV show. And it's not DragCon. That's a whole different cash cow. Oh, yeah. Moo, honey. Scarlett will drop the bomb in confessional that she has a degree in advertising design, and this is the first time she's putting it to use. Good for her! Good for her. I mean, you got those student loans, honey. You may as well put them to do something. Teresa wants to rely references, relay references that are already known. So Gothi and the Tiger, Scarlet and the Drama, and Teresa on Hell. Though the caption says, health-related. Well, we know where the budget didn't go. Yeah, um, I posted about it, and I got a laugh reaction from Teresa because it was very funny. I, I just don't. I'm like, and now that they've got prize money, what, you just gave up on everything else? Yeah. Um, They will combine their forces, and it's kind of like Captain Planet. Do you, do you, did you have Captain Planet in Oh my god, Captain Planet, yeah. Okay, Captain just want to check. Yeah. Um, he's our hero. We love him. We love him. All right, let's visit Team Keta, where Tia has studied this game as she says the key is to make the judges laugh. Is there a challenge where you shouldn't make the judges laugh on Drag Race? Crying challenge? Oh my god, that's all of them. No, like, remember in season five where they had to, like, make Rue cry during that whole round oh. table thing that they did? Yeah, and then Roxy I, I did really something really personal and it was weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Marina has an idea. Idea. Line where they transport them to a Filipino vacation. Now I gotta ask, was this challenge lost in translation, or did Marina just want to wear her stewardess costume that she clearly brought with her? She just wanted to wear her costume. I think she was so. Like, I have this costume, I'm gonna make it fit. It was very much giving Kenny Davenport. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh Marina says she is a tropical Filipino bombshell queen. But is that her brand? Where's Brigading? She can help us with branding. I mean, it's a brand. She's bombshell. She's pretty. She has lip fillers. Congratulations. Hedda doesn't know what to do and wonders if she should make it more Dutch. Is it fair to blame Marina for this challenge then? Is it? I think so. She's the one who started with the Filipino shit. Well, no, because like, if that's her brand, that's her brand. Like, my brand is being Colombian and my brand is being that telenovela villain. Like, that's my brand. When you ask anyone that I work with or anyone who's seen me perform, they'll tell you that's my brand. I've got more dead-ass husbands than Britney's times has been married, you know? So okay, it works. Okay. That's um, fair. Well, Tia's not here for the tourist advert. Uh, she's trying yeah. to do the challenge. What a smart yeah. girl. Smart Tia girl. shares that on her original season, she was very anxious and nervous, so she was thinking about doing Tears Trauma. That's what the caption said. T-E-A-R-S Trauma. Trauma. No, friends. It was Tia's trauma. Are they just using like a, a voice they're throwing, program? They're using AI at this point. I did post that one too. If Tia saw it. She didn't respond to me, but that's okay. I still love you, girl. It's busy. Now over to LeGrand, Dom, and her friends. Hannah's thinking that they all have their own little land, kind of like Disneyland, coming for my concept, bitches, but you can't have it. Hannah's land will be her calling it Hannah's Cove. It is inspired by a little corner of the club where she would take boys and do nefarious things with them. Is there such place as La Veronica Cove? Well, the thing with La Veronica's Cove is that men go and then never come back out. Whoop, there it is. 
Now, Hannah says her brand is fantasy, whimsical, and stupid. Did you know that Jomber's blonde is Irish? No. She's Northern Irish. She wants to bring people to a patty party. Doesn't she know she's a self-proclaimed fashion girl? Isn't that her brand? I have... How, uh, how, how have we gotten to this point and she comes into this challenge after saying she's a fashion queen and not doing anything fashion? So I have thoughts and I'm about to get cancelled. You can't call yourself a fashion queen unless you are physically able to design, construct, sew, and create all of your garments. Wearing a pretty dress doesn't mean you're a fashion queen. It means you are a model. Are you coming for LeGrand Dom too? <sighs> coming for everybody who says they're a fashion queen Ooh. and doesn't know sew or design or construct or create. What if about Ahura? I don't care anyone. Like, I don't care who or what net franchise you're on or whatever. You cannot call yourself fashion girl unless you can physically construct those outfits yourself as well. Y'all, La Veronica is UK done. Only. I don't care. Like, I don't care. That I don't care. No one called Tia a fashion girl, first and foremost, because that horrendous green dress that she wore in season two, people still talk about it. It's that fashion, and it's she knows adequate. It. It's adequate, and it was on her body, and it made it down the runway. Now, John Bruce is going to be bringing in characters that have been in her past. She's also going to be a good time girl and talk about her vowels. That's a brand? Okay. No. Now, Legrand Dom is only doing one attraction in her land. She wants to make things as understandable as possible. She will self sell herself as a grand lady who made it into fashion and will then have people meet the people that she met so they can be as fabulous as she is. She is the tall bitch that runs the Fashion Week in Paris, allegedly. Allegedly. All right, um, Rue is here to meet her queer Imagineers, and Disney is about to sue RuPaul. Disney has already tried suing RuPaul. This will be the first time that some of them will be talking with Rue for the first walkthrough, because last week, RuPaul was dead. This is a new RuPaul. This is a clown that we've got this week. Keta chose Tia and Marina because they are funny as hell. Or health, in the case of Theresa May. Somewhere, uh, somewhere in the world, Teresa's coughing right now. It's time to share the project with Professor Rue, and Marina's going to give the perfect Filipino vacation a chance to swim with the shark, and Keta will bring the visitor to their culture, which is in fact Dutch. Now, after learning that Keta is from Amsterdam, Rue was about to share a story about her visit to Amsterdam, and it must have been so bad that she can't tell it on camera. I bet it has something to do with a hooker and some drugs. Oh, for sure it does, honey. Do you not remember that time that um, Jinx Monsoon was in Amsterdam? She got hit by a car that RuPaul was driving? That's what the story was. Yeah, probably, probably. That's it uh, from the BBC. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? I haven't had the pleasure yet. You're so close, though. I know, but, you know, I have to, like, take time off work, and it's expensive. And can you, just, you can just, like, go under the, 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 the tunnel thing, and then you're there. Yeah, same thing about you and going to New York or LA or something. Where are yeah. you? are in Florida, right? Right now I'm in North Carolina, but normally I live in New York, so. Oh, okay, that's fine. My condolences. I know, right? All right. So um, Rue is like, how are you going to make this about Drag Race? And Tia's like, 
time to adapt and she will do it on the spot like the champion she is. She says that there are so many franchises all across the world that they represent different franchises. So they are taking them on a flight across the drag race world. Is it first class or coach? Well, Rue will only come if they pull it off. I got to give it to Tia. She pulled, she fucking pulled that one out of her ass. My sister knows how to pull the shit out of her ass. She really does. That was brilliant. She knows her shit. Tia is the self-appointed Secretary General of the United Nations of Drag, so she will ensure the nations unite on this challenge. Now we have Team Teresa up next, and they will be serving an Inferto after party. It's running theme because of branding, and Rue is like, I hope the other girls are listening, and that's getting called out by the teacher realness. Mm-hmm. Gothi will be doing the glam section where she will be painting faces as a tiger. Roar. Roar. Gothi has to embrace the tiger thing because Rue told her so, and that is how you do well on Drag Race. Listen to what Mama Rue tells you, and don't do anything else. Is Scarlet the drama? Well, Rue has seen from her super 50s and 60s glamour girl. Scarlet says that old Hollywood is part of the, her visual brand, and she is loving how Rue confirmed how she sees her. That's a good step. That's not really, I think that's really positive because it's like getting that validation that your visual brand is being recognized by the person that basically hands you the check at the end of the show. Exactly. Now it's time for Team Le Grand Dame, where Rue will greet them with their natural tongue. Le Grand Dame is reminded that she has been in the top two weeks in a row. Um, I mean, give that bitch a bigger target, why don't you? Right. Le Grand Dame is going to take that and still stay focused. Jomber shares that she loves the party and she's Irish, so she's building an Irish patty party. And Rue is like, you can't wear green on the green screen. Uh, cue the Scarlet Harlot Home Alone moment. When are we going to get Scarlet Harlot again? I love her. She's still performing. No, on the show. I want her back. No, that's what I mean. Is she still performing? Is she still yeah, doing of stuff? course she is. She, oh, I don't know. I don't feel her. I do. I love her. She's my favorite. Oh, my God. We should get married. Scarlet, if you're listening, can we get married, please? This is not a daytime show. Let's get back on track, Michael. Now, Hannah is a long way from home. How does she feel to be in England? Well, we learned that her hubby is a Brit. She says you are what you eat, so she feels right at home there. Did you know she was even married? No. Me either. I didn't. Good for her, I suppose. Congratulations. Hannah won the advertising challenge on her season because Rue taught her to embrace the zany. Do you think doing this challenge in the past gives you an advantage? No, because every branding challenge is different. I think it helps to understand who you are as um, as an artist and who you are as a queen. Um, because then you know, like, okay, this is my brand. This is this is what I'm known for. Um, so maybe you can refer to it mm-hmm. and use it again. But they're asking for different things. I mean, if you look at season 16, they asked the girls to do a branding challenge with dolls. And then in this one, they're asking them to do it with a fucking theme park. Like, it's too different. That's fair. Now with Rue gone, it's time to head back to work and implement Rue's notes into their team project. Jombers tells her team that they are ticking all the boxes and now have to come up with a plan. As Hannah says, with a perfect alliteration, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. I thought it was already on a t-shirt. I've heard that before, I'm sure. 
Will LeGrand Dom understand Hannah, or will this be lost in translation? We're about to find out. Find out. Scarlett, whose brand is drama, will ask her team how they feel about how the other teams will do. See, there's the drama. Teresa says the other teams didn't lean into their brands, as Gothi says, brand isn't your country, brand is yourself. Who knew that Twink was so smart? Look at her. Not just for OnlyFans anymore. Marina is now a bit nervous. She is thinking how she can make it more drag, so she has to rewrite and get in drag on top of that, because apparently you only have like 12 minutes to get in drag. Yep, you do. Keta, who really is one of the most intellectually brilliant queens, is going to make this challenge more challenging for herself. She wants to make a painting as drag is making art. All right, so we're going a little bit too deep for the dummies like me. Um, why? Why do we got to complicate itself? No, don't ever fucking complicate it. If you have to explain your concept, it is the wrong concept. Exactly. And then she's like, we're going to roll in the paint. No. There we go. Dumb down. No, no, no. Can she do it in two minutes? Who's no. to say? No, she can't. Keta has a sense of panic as she knows they have to make it more drag race. Time is a ticking. We're going to head to the green screen where the teams will be filming with Michelle Visage because she has to get paid to do something every episode. I mean, that's why she's there. Exactly. Let's kick things off with Team Teresa. Now, here's the most important bit of information we are going to learn. They have... 45 minutes to film. Well, Veronica, if you have three people on a team and you have 45 minutes to film, how much time should each person get? Me personally, uh, 15 minutes yeah. at okay. a maximum per person. All right. Let's remember that when we get to another group. Scarlett will lead the scene with a Brit crew holding a camera where they will turn the camera and let the audience go behind the camera of RuPaul's Drag Race. Boom. One take wonder. Uh, it's like she has a degree in it. Right? Gothi will do her face paint where the Brit crew will be turning into tigers using the Bukaki technique. Does the world need another Bukaki joke? Yes. The world always needs sex jokes. Absolutely. The Gothic Kendall brand is Tiger and Slut, so she will do the scene and the looks on those poor boys. Though, if you couldn't guess by my photo, I would like one of those boys. His name is Adam Matthew Smart. Marry me. So you were marrying Scarlet. I'm marrying everybody. I'm a Mormon. No, I'm not. I just want to marry everybody. We're going to get sued by like whatever state that is where all the Mormons live. Utah. All right. In Teresa's scene... She is partying with the boys as they are drinking tears of a drag queen. Oh my god, the amount of times I've had accidentally had to soak up tears of a drag queen because they were crying on my shoulder because they were probably drunk. I love that so much. Yeah. Teresa is realizing that she's not featured a lot in her adverb. Now, who is Scarlet Envy? She knows what she's doing, doesn't she? It's almost like she has a degree in it. Yeah. Really, really good. Next up is Ketan Friends, and they are doing the airline theme, and Tia is apprehensive. Tia is directing my new husband, Adam Matthew Smart, and he looks terrified, and it hasn't even gotten to the worst part yet. First, we have Keta, who is going to say, Ketamorphosis. It's a wordplay. We get it, but we don't get it. It's 
It's like she was really trying hard to be like Club 96 and it just did not work. Yeah. Um, as Michelle says, she's going to do whatever she's going to do. Yeah. Now, dear Adam Matthew Smart, he really got into it. I'm jealous that I couldn't mandle, manhandle him in the paint. I would love to just squirt some red and blue on them titties. Yeah. And, you know. Well, it's the UK, babes, and Tia is going to go through trauma therapy with Adam Matthew Smart, my husband, who is now in quick drag realness. Uh, he really was the star of this episode. I mean, look at that face. Honestly, yeah, work, bitch. Do you think he got paid extra? No. Got what do you think the, the Brit crew gets paid in? They get access to the staff canteen. They get a taxi home. And a repeater and... badge. Uh, no, they don't get a repeat badge, honey. They get like maybe RuPaul scented candle. There it is. All right, I'm here for it. Is it autographed though? No. T feels she was funny, but not sure about the other two. It's now our final team, and immediately Michelle says they are on the clock, so use the time wisely, which is code for they're about to be fucked in the ass by the tall one. There's a fifth thing joke in there somewhere. Yeah, it's a very scrambled mess. LeGrand Dom is struggling with her lines, which she wrote. She's nervous and has to do it multiple times. Why can't they have cue cards? They're not allowed to. Why? Because they wrote their own scripts. Why? They wrote their own scripts. So that means that if they ha- if they wrote their own scripts and then you have to prepare cue cards, that means they should have either been given the cue cards first so they could have written them themselves in the hotel room or they would have had to have paid someone in production to write the cue cards for them. Well, I guess they just like hot messes, don't they? I mean, it makes better television. She's pretty, but she's bad. LeGrand Dom and her Barbie doll crotches, Jean-Paul Gaultier, and then Carl Lagerfeld was completely un... un you couldn't understand a thing. It was so cringe. I mean, it wasn't... Like, I get what she was trying to do, but do you remember that time uh, and Derek Barry tried to do impersonations on the Titanic show and it sank like the Titanic? Yep. It was giving me that. Yeah. Now, after being told that she can't do another take, we learn there is allegedly 14 minutes left. Is it actually girls. possible LeGrand Dom took 30 minutes to film her bit? Yes. How? Because of how many times it takes to, like, if she's done the take badly, then it's like, okay, cut, restart. Is she starting again from scratch? Or is she starting again from where the take got cut? So it is definitely possible. And then as well, you have to remember, she had changes of clothes. She changed into Carl and she changed into um, Jean-Paul Gaultier. How do the other two not fucking speak out? I don't know. Hannah rushes to try to film her scene and opts not to do all of her bits due to timing, so fuck the tea party. Um, Where's the best place to go get afternoon tea in London? It depends on what you're into, but the highest rated afternoon tea in London was at the Berkshire Hotel, which is located on Oxford Street, right next to Bond Street Station. I worked there for about three years, and it had impeccable reviews. And the afternoon tea was glorious. It's literally the only reason that hotel was stayed open. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, what if you're really poor like me? Where do I go? Go to the corner shop, buy some stones, some cheap jam, sit in your living room, and do it yourself. All right, there we go. Hannah is hoping the chaos will come together in the end, but now we have Jombers who will finally get her chance. And yeah, she's not great at drag race. Pretty girl, good drag artist, not a great contestant. Fugly can't even help her here. Oh, Fugly. 
John Burns is not happy. LeGrand Dom is taking all the time, but she made the most of what she did have. Maybe she should have said something. I agree. It's another elimination day, and the girls are getting runway ready. Tia is feeling that it was camp yesterday, or as the caption said, calm. Calm. Fire the caption writer. I'm telling you, it's an AI. Fire them. Hannah thinks that she got in the good bits. Tia tells her size doesn't matter. It's what you do with it. Ain't that the Tia? Mm. Well, I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. John Bruce will ask the Grand Dame how she found the challenge, and she says she found it challenging. Also, peep the black turtleneck. Could she be any more French? She she could. Just need to wear it. Yeah, there it is. Time management was scary and thinks they pulled it off, but Jombers is going to continue the narrative that they didn't have enough time. So, friends, take a drink of your favorite alcoholic or non-alcoholic bevy every time Jombers blames time for her failure. You'll have to put alcohol poisoning in three minutes. Both Keta and Marina think they did a good job in the challenge, but it's going to come down to a matter of taste. Mm-hmm. Keta thinks her vision will translate at, to the promo. And for the first time in Drag Race history, my girl Keta Minaj is delusional. That stung. That's... I mean, you have to have some level of diffusion at some point in your run. She was so brilliant on Holland, too. I mean, she was great on that. And just like, oh no. Marina is glad they got to film their own ads as they don't have that much opportunity in the Philippines. Marina will educate the viewers and share that drag is not as mainstream at home as they don't have that much queer representation in the Philippines. Though they did come in number one on the music charts with Pop Off Ate, but Yeah, it's the Philippines market is a strange market. For those fans of Drag Race Philippines, what Marina will share is a conversation that was actually had on both seasons of that franchise. While it's not illegal to be gay in the Philippines, they don't have any gay rights or protections for discrimination. She shares that when Drag Race started in the Philippines, there were more conversations that had not been had for at least a decade. They were able to spark conversation about queer struggles, as well as educate and help understand and respect the LGBTQ plus community. Very important. And I think it was really cool to have her share this here. Yeah, definitely. We don't really seem to like, a lot of the time you experience maybe certain areas of South Asia as these places where like the rich can just go and party and do whatever. But mm-hmm. then you don't really think about what it's like for the people or the queer people who actually live there. Right. Who, yeah, maybe work in that nightlife, but then don't really get those same rights because, you know, it's not it's not fair. Um, so I think it's really cool for her to have been able to share that in on an English-speaking platform where the reach would have been so much bigger. Exactly. And, exactly. yeah. We turn to Keta, who shares that Holland still has gay bashing occurring, and La Grande Dame says they do in France as well, and we'll share a personal story. The people who are opposed to the progress they are making are being vocal and violent, and shares that she was fully attacked that led to her going to the hospital. It's why she left Nice. She went to the police, but they wouldn't do anything as they say it happens every weekend, but says it happens more and more as people have, in fact, died. She says that even in countries where the law is on their side, it's hard to get justice when bad things happen. 
Do you think that having a group of international queens discussing this kind of topic and how it affects all parts of the globe is part of why this versus the world concept is so important? Yes, I think, if anything, I think a global all-stars concept and uh, versus the world is so amazing because you're literally taking people from every single franchise and you're able to share those experiences and really have those conversations and really bring attention to that. Because let's say, for example, what Marina and what Marina was discussing, people might be like, oh, yeah, but we can expect that because it's South Asia, it's the third world, blah, blah, blah. And But then when somebody from France is saying it, like, no, no, we have gay bashings too. It kind of like, for some people, it will wake them up and be like, oh, wait, shit, it can happen around my corner of my house and stuff like that. So I think it's really important to have those conversations and really bring attention to that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. As Marina puts it, more rights for us doesn't mean less rights for them. And Hannah says Amen. that they are lucky in main city hubs. People in the country still have it tough. Think outside of the bubble and don't get complacent. Yeah. Will there ever be freedom for all in the community across the globe? There will be. You one think? way or another. I would hope so. It would be great. Um, if I mean, you were um, ruler of the planet, is that what you would help do? I mean, world pace, first and foremost. Um, but for me, um, also capital punishment for people who break the law. I'm, I you know, I'm just, that, I'm just that kind of girl that just really wants to see the bad guys get punished. I thoroughly by being pushed into a volcano. Speaking of volcanoes, we'll talk about a volcano soon, but it's main stage time. Mother Mama Rue is giving us that sequin black and silver and white moment and this Miranda Priestly wig. And I can't help but wonder, did no one color match her for that nude panel? Mama, no. No, 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 no. Oh, that panel. It was like a fifth judge. Yeah, our panel includes Michelle Visage, Alan Carr, and whoop. Ah, it's Kim Petras. Are you familiar with the work of Kimmy P? Of course I'm familiar with the work of Kimmy P. I am a queer of this day and age. Do you have a favorite Kimmy P song? Blood Pop. Oh. Um... From the first moment I heard that song, I have not stopped playing it. The have first you time I've heard you Slut Pop Miami yet? No, I haven't. I, I'm, I need to. I'm going to listen to it in one go in Miami. And it's going to be camp. But the first time I heard that song, Slug Pop, it was being performed by Alex Bokti at a bar whatever show at the Royal Luxor Tavern. Cara Deverline actually featured in and came to because she was filming Planet Sex. Um, I was on that episode because I also performed in front of Cara Deverline. She said that was the funniest thing that she's ever seen. Um, but that was the first time I heard that song, Slug Pop. And since that day, I think I hear it at least once a day. Um, I love that. So good. It's my ringtone. All right, we're going to go out of order. We're going to discuss the adverts, then go through the looks. Are you ready? I'm ready. Welcome to Drag Race World. Team Keta. I think we started off strong with the greetings in each language. Sets the scene. But yes. I cannot get over the glow around Tia's hair because of the green screen. Yeah, that was something. It was so bad. And no one else's wig was that bad. I don't know why. Maybe it was the height. I, I don't know. No, I think the wig is a, um, if I'm looking at the picture behind you correctly, I think the wig is one of those like glow-in-the-dark things, like okay. fluorescence, and that's probably why I was picking up the green in the wig. Yeah, okay. Well, Marina was so cute telling my husband he has a big baggage, and I bet he does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
First up is Keta and Ketamorphosis. I don't want to go on this trip. I want a refund. I love her so much, but she bombed. I want a refund. I think it was stupid and she made it weird like her, but it just didn't fit the concept. It didn't make sense. It wasn't really because it wasn't saying anything about her. Right. And now we're going to meet my husband now in drag. Whose wig was that? And why was that hairline wild? Was that the point? I mean, you're shake and go, sweetie. That's not shake and go. Who who brought shake shake and go go to the drag race television program? Who said somebody brought it? It was probably given to them by production. Wow. Okay. Marina with the Mabu. Hi. Great. That's how you pick up the drag race for the challenge, right? Wonderful. So we made this all about planting rice. And did she make a reference to Anitra? Yes, she probably did. Because this aired, um, this was filmed in a month after that aired. So spoiler, that's how uh, television works. Yes, that's how it works. Making that boor- poor boy have to walk in that look. Poor kid. He really did well, though. The true winner of today's episode. Yeah. And then we go to the UK, hun, And you know what? Tia sold it. Yeah, she did. She knew what she was doing. She had it down. She literally went, this is what we got. She is remembered as the anxiety-riddled Baroness Basic, and that's called what? Branding. Branding. The timing was right. The comedy was witty. She's very good at this game, and I love this she referenced H&M. Yeah. I love that, but see, that's how it's smart. She took things from her season that were referenced to her or through very dramatic moments that everyone remembers from that and refer them back during your All-Stars because everyone fucking likes throwback. Exactly. Now, I got to ask you a really personal question. Um, will you okay. be honest with me? Of course. Have you ever worn H&M in drag? I'm, I have to look out. Excuse me. I have to go. I have to go. Have oh, to go. no. RuPaul's coming go. for you. I have you. to go. Oh, um, no. It wasn't even H&M, sweetie. It's Primark. I've worn Primark on stages. And ASOS on H&M. And all of that good shit. Because it's what affordable for us to have a sewing degree or have friends who are designers. Overall, I think this could have been stronger and cohesive had they leaned into the international seasons a bit more, kind of like how Tia did it. Uh, Ked and Marina just figured out a way to brand themselves, but I just don't know if that's what the challenge fully was. I think, like, no, the the challenge was. This is the theme park. Sell us on the experience. And by them trying to make it like international, like it's a tiny, tiny world, failed to meet the the concept. Have you ever been to a theme park that has like an immersive land, kind of like Harry Potter at Universal, something like that? Um, I've been to, we have a theme park here in the UK called Thorpe Park. We love it. And every Halloween they do like, Basically, they have they do like a really massive immersive Halloween thing for Halloween because they have um soul as few of the rights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so they go out, they go all out for the horror. And it's really immersive and it's really fucking cool. Um but it's probably the only ones that I've been to. I've not been to like Disneyland or or that world. The one with the magic and the wizarding. I went there last year uh, with Amanda Masker. We, we got to experience Universal uh, Hollywood and go play around with. Um, so you guys are responsible for giving her money to give to those hate groups. Okay. Always. Okay. Listen. Team Legrand Dom 
we are at a theme park and i was furious it's like this is my idea but whatever fine jombers says how are you hannah says good day mate and then we cut to welcome to drag race world did legrand dom not film in herself saying bonjour what the fuck no she was too busy trying to film everything else i don't even understand how they fucking missed that that was terrible the Grand Dom is going to bomb, and I kind of love that for her, because she can't be perfect at everything, right? No, yeah, you have to have something wrong with you. The fact that she said, you love fashion, but fashion doesn't love you back, and then we cut to John Burrs, that's comedy. That's smart. So the Grand Dom is Jean-Paul Gaultier was weird and uncomfy. Carl Lagerfeld said words. Even the captions weren't even sure where the words were coming out of why, her mouth. Why was Jean-Paul Gaultier speaking Spanish? I don't know. I don't know. And the, Did you the, know the, the Carl Lagenford, for me, it was funny because everything that he spoke in an interview, I could not understand anything he said. So I thought that was like, okay, I think she's not trying to, she's not doing it on purpose, but it makes sense. So it is funny. But for me, it was just like, I'm pretty, I'm fashion. Here are some fashion people. Okay, bye. Like, it wasn't branding. Did you know that Jean-Paul Gaultier was a guest judge on Drag Race France season one? Yes, he was. Episode one. Yeah, he was. All right. Time for Condes Cove, which is a new name since the brainstorming session. It's not Hannah's Cove. Uh, I want to go to this beach in Australia. If anyone wants to fund me and take me on a trip to Australia, I'll send you a picture while I'm there. I'll send you several pictures of other things. I'll send you pictures of my cove if you send me to Australia. Thank you. This was just stupid and very Hannah. Uh, that sheep was camp. And the it way that silly. Hannah cackle on a device of their choosing bit, um, so dumb. Which device would you the, pick? The bird dying after she cackled at it. I was in stitches. Stupid. But which so device stupid. do you want the Hannah cackle on? I don't want it on my doorbell. You want a doorbell? That's a good one. Good pick. And now we're at the patty party, and I don't want to get unholy here. Uh, how was this John Burst? Nothing made sense. I think she was because I think she was leaning into the whole like it's a patty party, but it wasn't saying anything about her because she was she, was she pretending to be Irish? I don't. Is know. she Irish? People who don't know that she's Irish might not understand that. So Nadine Coyle reference was one of the only funny bits. We love referring to Nadine Coyle. Yeah, that was. But if you don't know who Nadine Coyle is, again, that goes over your head. I don't think her humor translates. No. What comes out of her head onto the page and out on the screen just is it's not funny working. in her head. Yeah. Um. Remember when she said she was going to re reference her characters? We got fugly, and that was it. If you're doing a patty party, you did St. Patrick as your snatch game. Why not bring that out? Why not do St. Pat? Like you could have been St. Patrick. Exactly. Oh, but she only had like five minutes to film the whole thing. So. And the toast, really? like, why? Why toast? Because carbs. Sure. This was all long-winded. Honestly, I felt that this group was the worst as a trio. Yeah. There was no direction. No. All right. This one for Team Teresa started literally perfect. It was well-written, very smart. Did you sell your wedding ring for tickets to DragCon? You did. DragCon's expensive, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> I love you, everyone. Scarlett made sure she was the star in this entire sketch with the voiceover. 
Gothy, I do want it roar. The Bakaki bit works. It was so silly. And those tiger faces was kids' party realness. That was so adorable. Who painted those faces? I really want to know. It was probably it was probably hard to be honest. Yeah. I do think her bit was too quick. It, it really was the shortest of the three. But I think it was I think I don't I think it was fine because it was like there's the punchline. The whole point was that she was like Fair. you're talking these kids, and then all of a sudden you just get the meow and it's like kids face painting i so think I scarlet like fair now scarlet was very funny in her best rupaul bit and fuck it up very 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 good way to not steal rue's line and get sued for it yeah yeah exactly and then we get to Teresa, who will sing her song before we get to the inferno after party i think she looked great and she sold it well mm-hmm. smart i the want girls to what we're doing. ride i want to ride the vespa they were on can i have it it was a cute little Vespa, wasn't it? I want a, a beautiful teal Vespa. It's always been my dream. To ride in the streets of Paris? No, to ride with Luca. Silencio Bruno. I love Luca. Sorry, I have a thing about Bruno. Um, We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. We talk about Bruno, who is on the, who is the crew on Drag Race US, because he literally looks like a throat goat. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it. I enjoyed what this challenge was supposed to be. The execution for all nine contestants, not great. I would like to see this one done over again in another franchise. I would like to see this challenge done with, honestly, with an all-winner season. Here we go. I'm here for it. All right. Uh, Category is reveal yourself. In honor of the runway, we will play surprised or expected. Before we get to it, I am once again adding to my list of wishes and desires. Can we stop doing this category? It is so played out. I am bored by it. Even if we get new ideas and concepts, it's oversaturated around the globe. Oh my God. Oh, the reveal category? Yeah. I hate it. And then it's the, the, what gets me, it's the fucking bullshit that they had on season three of Spain. It's like, oh, if it's a reveal, you can't leave things on the runway. But then in another franchise, they leave things on the runway. And then in the other one, it has to be the same part of the dress. And just like, make it make sense, Mary. We're not talking about the hobbies. I'm still fucking pissed off at those motherfuckers. Do you know that they're going to be producers for the global all-stars? We'll talk about that. Oh, no. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Oh, boy. Okay. Legrand Dom, no designers listed. This was stupid world piss she looks beautiful then goes full campy i think this was a groundbreaking reveal concept she knows how to make rue laugh that's the game no notes no notes it was i'm i'm so glad that she took nothing off but it still was so stupid it was revealed literally was a reveal it was no no notes the judges had no idea what was going on in her immersive experience, as it was difficult to understand. Though Kim Petras liked the slurred words, they loved her reveal, and it made, more than made up for the experience, as it was something they've never seen before. I will go surprised. Surprised. Audience, 77% surprised, 23% expected. Theresa May, look by Jean Ineski, hair by Florencia's wigs, jewels by Crown Jewels UK. How was she able to get the Simpsons IP through Drag Race? That's fucking insane. So, about that, she's not actually Marge Simpson. 
she is dressed as a yellow housewife because, um, and here is the tea, Christine, her original character for Snatch Game for mm -hmm. her season was going to be March Simpson, which is what she did in her audition tape. But the BBC would not let her have March Simpson because under the UK, the license for The Simpsons is owned by a different national channel, Channel 4. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the reason that she couldn't do it. So then she had to change it to like Yellow Housewife. Okay, and that's okay. how it got through the censors. I think she looks fun and campy. The burlesque campy element was silly. The full blue bush was so out there. And then the boobs. It's a good campy runway. It's constructed well. It is what it is. It's good. I think it's hilarious. I'll go with soft surprised. If you know, you know. So for me, it was like, as soon as I saw it on record, I was like, I, I know what's happening. Expect it. I will tell you that the audience was 82% surprised, 18% expected. If you know, you know. Tea coffee, look by Sim Adamson, you know, Mr. Vanity Milan. Hair by Weekday Wigs, nails by Cruelty Free Claws. She is paying homage to ruin three looks. Great. I have to assume there was an issue with the first look because I know she is smarter than that to have that white dress really show every bit of the second dress underneath. I think it's a great concept, a bit of Wish.com version of Rue, though. I do wish the nude illusion was a bit more elevated, but it really captured the original. Also, when she posted the photo shoot and it, it didn't say uh, Vanity Fair, it said Vanity Milan on the magazine cover. Camp. So funny. So good. So, so good. Um, Honestly, um, in the words of Dawn, is Lux Noir London in the room? Like, that's how you suck up to the person who's giving you the chance. Literally. That's how you do it. Judges liked her experience, was easy to understand, and the star of the experience. They love her trademark deadpan delivery. Her look was really fun, and she's now a beautiful peacock. I will give her a soft surprised. No, I was surprised. I was, I was surprised. Audience, 74% surprised, 26% expected. Marina Summers, Volcano Look by Job Dakan, Lava Look by Mak Tamung, Headpiece by Manny Halasan, Hair by Everything Hair, Nails by the Sleek Chic. We are going full volcano. And as she was pulling out the lava from the rocks, I was like, uh, is that the only reveal we're doing? And then Marina does what Marina does well, and we are in a full-ass reveal into this absolutely stunning gown the way those colors moved red beautiful color on her i don't care for the crown it was a bit cheap but overall i too lava this look kim patris no notes um a little bit annoyed because if you have seen me perform part of my shtick since 2019 has been volcanoes and throwing people in volcanoes and it's part of my drag and then um, so when i saw her coming out in this i'm just like great i'm gonna fight another bitch over volcanoes but honestly, ninety percent in love with it. Lose the tiara. Yeah. Um. Are you gonna play the volcano in Moana the musical? No, I've played the volcano in Moana the movie already. Oh, Can you I not see me? Know. I am the volcano. Oh my god! I didn't know you filmed the live action already. I did. I filmed the live action. Working with them, doing Johnson was great. Another man that was lost to my cove. Oh. I'm going to give her an absolute surprised. Yeah, 100% surprised. 
Audience, 95% surprise, 5% expected. Sean Gillen, fuck off. I can't believe you just hate the Drag Race Philippines franchise. All right, Ketamanage. Look by Bernard Bruce, hair by House of Palooka. This is the Ketamanage that we all know and love. I think this is high camp, married with a bit of fashion. The purple really is the great color for her. The gown, really quite remarkable. Solid executed reveal. This was good work. I don't love it. Right, I don't know it. I don't. I don't know something about it. It's like um, I don't know what it is. Like neck up, it's giving me Ursula, and neck down is giving me like a completely different villain. I don't. I don't. It's giving me like neck down is giving me Isma. Um, I loved the masculine look at the beginning, and then the thing to the tie. I thought that was so silly. Kind of wished it would have stripped off more of the male parts rather than just completely revealed into the gown straight away. Um, and I feel like the bottom of the gown, the colors are so dark that they feel like they're saturating into one another. So you can't really tell, you can't really see the details of the bottom of the gown. Um, and that kind of lost it for me. So like, honestly, from when she had done the full reveal, I loved it from the waist up, but I hated the skirt. Maybe her villain name is Ismala. Maybe, but it's, it, it certainly isn't on the top. Judges love the clever reveal and hyper-masculine look. She was too much in her experience, and they tell her to edit. She is asked why she picked painting for Amsterdam, and she tries to explain painting is art, drag is art, painting turns into drag because art, I don't know. But they tell her it didn't read even if it read in her mind. I will give her a surprised. Yeah, it was a surprise. Audience, 65% surprised, 35% expected. Anaconda, look by Kirsten Damned, hair by Wigged Out. This one was a hard one because without the backstory, it felt a bit random. This was her personal journey as we as she was going to be a priest and then later decided to do drag, which is the facts we learned on her season of Drag Race Town Under. I think the yeah. priest look was very camp, but very costumey. The showgirl look was quite fun. I think the biggest upsetting element was the jewelry was green and didn't quite go with the first look. So I would have either opted for a different color scheme in the jewels or the showgirl look because I saw it coming. But overall, solid reveal. Solid reveal. I absolutely love the showgirl look. It's giving me very magic raw. Um, you're absolutely right. The pop costume is 100% giving. I bought this off like wish.com. Um, yeah. which I'm not loving. Even I didn't even notice the jewelry because I was so aghast by the pub costume. Um, but the reveal was nice. I really love the showgirl look. Surprised. I'll give it a surprised. Audience, 78% surprised, 22% expected. John Briz Blonde, look by Diana De Noble, hair by style by Vodka. The pastel dress is cute. I love that it's a softer side of John Briz, but she was holding that thing up for dear life. When we got into the gold at the end of the rainbow it was breathtaking on her that is the fashion she wishes she served in every look it fit her perfectly i didn't love the hair that little puff moment didn't really read i think it was um a case to keep it simple but style beautiful and that would have worked better um i do but the hair was a part of gold i know but it didn't read as much because it was it blended into yeah it was too high up yeah um i do love that she has a snake in the wig again um, but yeah, that that the the garment was stunning. The garment was beautiful. The reveal, even the the pastel gown, was beautiful, and I wish we would have seen more of it. Absolutely, it, it was falling off. Seen she, more of it. I don't understand why falling. these girls reveal at the beginning of the runway like 
get to the end, reveal, then walk again. Um, I was surprised. It's a beautiful gown. It's if it was if it's a vodka wig, style by vodka, stunning hair because she does no wrong with hair. Um, you are right. I think it was too tall. That's why I didn't read with the cameras that you, it was actually a protocol. Yeah. She should have had like jewelry coming out of it. Um, that might have been better. But she could have took her head and jewels would have come out. Exactly. They say, the judges, it was immersive experience, was convoluted in the jokes in land. They are in love with what she was wearing. I'll give her a surprise. Audience, 68% surprise, 32% expected. Scarlet Envy, look by Alex Demek, hair by Madeline Hatter. I don't love oh, the blonde her. I don't love the blonde hair simply because of the pencil thin eyebrows. It just does not work well for her complexion. It is way too samesy. I think her goal was to go full camp with a white coat that has a dress matching the lining. How it worked for this runway theme, it's a stretch. It is inspired by Doris Day, so that's where the reference comes from. I just don't love how this was overall styled. It's just not my favorite. The hair. The hair is a problem. Yeah. If it had been, especially considering that is a Madeline wig, because Madeline wigs are stunning, and those bitches are... Yes, they are. Um, If the hair had been, like, started typical dark hair, or even if she had done tangerine, so it would have been all, like, monochrome, I think that would have been better. Um, I actually really liked the reveal. I thought it was really, I thought it was really funny that the dress and the lining were the same. Um, for me, that was kind of fun, and I kind of wish that the coat would have become part of the dress, like a train. There it is. I thought that would have been a little bit smarter. Um, surprised, but that hair needs the color needs to be different. The judges won't remember Scarlett's reveal, but they call it gorgeous. They knew exactly what they were going to get in her immersive experience. It was a success as they laid out a menu of what they were going to get. I'm actually going to go expected here. I did not get, not for me. Audience agrees with me. 46% surprise, 54% expected. Well, there we are. And finally, Gothy Kendall, look by Free Couture, hair by How's Your Head Wigs. This is so silly and campy and sexy. I love that she is going balls to the walls and unafraid to play right now. The baby boobs quite terrifying, and yet with that six-pack piece, it would probably walk down a Paris runway and sell out in minutes. Watching Gothy have fun makes me so happy. I feel like I've seen this look on a McQueen runway. Probably. Not even lying. Like, it's... It's terrifying, but at the same time, it's hilarious. Um, I kind of wish that she had had like boobs, like the the baby's heads, and then she turns around and she's got like two on her part as well. That'd be funny. That would have been funny. Um, it, she was having fun. She was having the time of her life. I think in her head, maybe she thought she was gonna go home, so she was just like, "Let me just have fun with this." And it went on the runway, and it was good. They deem her goofy, Kendall. They think her immersive experience was cute, but still stiff. Uniqueness 10, charisma 2, but OnlyFans 9.99. Wow. I give it a surprise. I thought it was surprising. Audience, 82% surprised, 18% expected. They worked as teams, but they were judged individually. Do you like that? As soon as that happened, I'm just like, oh, they really want to send some of these girls home. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Marina, Hannah, Teresa, May are safe. The winners of the week are Tia and Scarlett. LeGrand, Dom, and Gothi are safe. The bottom two are Kenneth Minaj and Jambers Blonde. Do you agree? 
now. Give us Wait, who's what, who's the bottoms again? John Bruce and Well, No, I would have put La Grand Dame down in the bottom as well. We Do you think she bottoms. was saved because of her look? Yes, 100%. Do you think, let's say they put La Grand Dame in the bottom, she would have gone home? It depends how smart the girls were playing it. Oh my God, could you imagine having a Pangina moment? <laughs> That's how you win. It's true. All right, it's time to head back to the workroom to see how this thing is going to shake up. T is feeling overwhelmed as she is notoriously bad at drag race, but she is feeling like she did something right. She's a bit conflicted. Meanwhile, Scarlet has never had to do this before because she was safe, 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 gone. Not this online music experience. Kata says she is feeling sad, and Jomber says it's not where she wanted to be and says if she had more time, she could have ad-libbed a bit more. Look and at we that take bitch. a drink. Whining and moaning, whining and moaning. And leave it to the Grand Dame to shut her down, saying she had too much material and it didn't work. Look at that little animosity. She's not going to be blamed for this shit. Do and you yes, think... We are. Do you think... John Burst should have called out the Grand Dame on the main stage. 100%. You had too much material. You had not rehearsed any of it the night before in a hotel or whatever. And you had not written your script properly. And you couldn't remember any of your lines. And the day we had this time because of you. You took 30 minutes out of our 45 filming nothing. And if it wasn't for your look, being pretty, you would have been on the bottom with me. That would have been spicy. That would have been fun. But Little Hand says it's is what it is, and that's the way the cookie has crumbled. What's your favorite kind of cookie? Double chocolate chip. Yum. All right, first we have Scarlet and Ketta chatting, and Ketta will butter Scarlet up by saying she looks amazing and gorgeous, the most beautiful queen in the competition. Why lie to her face? That's Scarlet's coming for you. She says she will use her charm, and by that she's saying they're both villains. Are they both villains? Or does Ketta just play one on TV? Ketta plays one on TV. Yeah. Ketta says she hopes that she sees her as strong competition, and Scarlett is a huge fan of her drag, but she knows how good she is, so it is a very American thing to send home a strong competitor. I love That's that every right time she mentions something American, they always play some American music as the underscoring, and I'm just like, I hate my country. Do you? Yeah. Because it's probably an American in the production team doing that. Yeah, I know. All right, Tia and John Burrs. It's the UK Huns are here to hash it out, and the fake tears are coming from Ireland. Tia will grab her hand as John Burrs says she had a blip and doesn't want to leave. She will tell Tia that she doesn't want her to save her because of the UK, but because she should be there. Okay. So you're telling me to say, Kenna, okay. Jombers claims she would save her sister if the roles were reversed. Do you believe her? No. I agree. Tia can feel how much Jombers wants to be there, and it would be a loss if Jombers wasn't there. And Tia says she believes you have to beat the best, and Jombers will ask her, are you saying that about me or about her? And Tia says, silence, before eventually saying, I don't know. What do you think she meant? Well, I can tell you that Jumbers has history with a lot of the girls from the UK franchise and some of it not good, especially with some girls that Tia is very close to. So um, part of me is like, hmm, is this karma? 
but you know some things we can't say on a podcast on the internet so ah all right now back to the couches the safe girls will discuss who they would send home first coffee will offer Keta. she is looking out for the uk girls hannah will agree with Keta, as will marina the grand dame agrees Teresa too are you surprised that an entire couch says bye-bye Keta? now she's a strong competition she knows what she's doing can't wait to see and you they, next week how they respond. And honestly, just that whole like, let's save the colonizer. It's a little bit like, oh, really? Teresa will mention that Scarlet said she would get rid of a talented queen as she is there to play the game. Okay. Tia and Keta. Well, Tia's going to start caressing her imaginary cat as she is an evil villain. Do you have an imaginary cat? I have three real cats. I don't need an imaginary one. What is Keta offering? Well, what does Tia want? Wigs, mm-hmm. dresses, massages? Well, what kind of massages? Uh, it's been three weeks for Tia. It's what she wants. It's been um much, much, much longer for me. So, But you're so pretty. I think I, I am too. You know what? I've already said I want to be on Love is Blind Gay Edition. Let's do it. Let's find me love that way. We can just be on Love is Blind. No, that's only for the straighties. Oh, that's only for heteros? Yeah, the heteros only get that show. Oh, gross. Oh, yeah. Heteros always get everything. I think do. Come on, people. Well, Keta thinks she will be keeping jombers, but she will do whatever she can to win Tia over. She tells her that drag makes her happy, and this is a big stage to be able to do it on. Tia says that Keta was the team captain, and she did not lead, but as a branding challenge, she saw her identity in it. It's not cohesive, but it's Keta Minaj. Tia wants to fight to the end and be with the best people, so of course Keta will ask, how do you see me? But this time Tia says, maybe. Who knows? What do you think here? Oh, yeah. Then the, 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 the cogs are turning. The cogs are turning there, and like for me, when she said maybe, I'm just like, yeah, you're choosing Keta. Jombers will come right out of the gate and tell Scarlet that her story isn't done yet, and she has a lot more to give. Scarlet will lie to the poor girl's face as she calls her a fashion queen. Woof. How rude. John Burge knows that she's competition for Scarlet as people tell her that they look alike. Who are the people? Where? I want to meet them. Who are these people? Are those the people on Love is Blind? Maybe. John Burge will say that they have become friends and what she wants to beat the best. And Scarlet is like, you made my decision no easier. Scarlet says it would be smart to get rid of your strongest competition. Who did she actually mean? The queen's changed looks, and it's looking like America and the UK are up in here. Red, white, and blue realness from those looks. Very that. I felt that 100%. The queen's return, and it's time for the lip sync for the world. The song is Future Starts Now by Kim Petras. Do you like that track? Eh, it's okay. It's not one of her strongest tracks. If you could pick any Kimmy P song for a lip sync, which one would it be? Slut Pop. Okay, one that the BBC would allow. Slut Pop. They would never allow it. I don't care. That's the that's that's like the only one that I listen to all the time. All right, fine. fine. I know she has other songs, but I only oh well, they allowed coconuts. Oh no, wait, that was World of Wonder. Um. Paramount Plus, oh. technically, for the Americans. 
Yeah, I suppose that's true. No, yeah, I would definitely just like do slot pop. All right, all right. Maybe one day. The song is great. And I think they both wanted to live their pop star fantasy. They they definitely were giving yeah. that kind of energy. I think they both delivered good performances. I think Scarlett had a bit more fire in her performance while Tia just gave you true pop star out um, on a stage. Yeah. It would come down to taste and overall challenge performance. And with that all in mind, Scarlett probably had a couple more points or two in the challenge over Tia, which is why Rue decides that Scarlett wins. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. Yeah, because I, I, I if think... we're judging it, if we're judging it by um how well you did in the challenge, Scarlett cleared the girls. I agree. Now Scarlett has decided to give the chop to John Burr's Blonde by mentioning people who have done well deserve to stay. Is that what you would call track record? That's what you would call track record? Didn't she say last week I, I hate track record? Yeah, but she did also mention that she is listening to the girls. She was smart to do that in the main stage in front of RuPaul because then she's saying in front of all of the girls, I am listening. I am playing fair with you girls. This is the tea. So maybe she's like, look, I've had a change of heart. And then next week, boom, she sends that grandam home. Maybe. Now, I just want to ask you first, who do you think Tia is going to pick? Who are we going to find out she was going to chop? I reckon she was going to chop Jumbers. That would be fun and juicy. I that can't wait to see it. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is Jumbers' legacy? What legacy? Whoop. I mean, John Burr's likes to talk about the things she likes to do and wear and Ireland and yeah, another example of just not great at the game. Just, just um, remember there was once a wise queen who said another week of doing mediocre. Um, and that queen got to the top four, but at least that queen had a personality and everyone liked her. That's what Jumber yeah. gives me without the liking or the personality. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Best in this episode? Scarlet by far. Yeah, I, I mean, she she did very well. She was definitely the star of the week. Um, I do think it was a very strong week for Tia as well. I think she is setting herself up to be the official narrator because she's just good at that. She's a narrator. Period. It's time for Snatch Game. Oh, God. Who do we think we're going to get in this edition? Well, it's a family edition, isn't it? So it sure is. Ooh, we're gonna see how this plays out. But I love that they didn't show a single clip of who the girls are choosing. No, but if you saw, I don't remember. I think it was next to Jane McDonald. Maybe it was the other side. I don't remember. It looks like someone was doing Shirley Temple. I'm a little terrified if someone's doing Shirley Temple. To be fair, they would not have seen the airing of All Stars Eight, so they would never know that Shirley Temple existed. I'm scared if that uh, there's a Shirley Temple because it was a curly red hair and like a, a baby doll shirt with like cherries on it. So mm, we'll see. Not sure, who else that could be? But maybe there's some British equivalent to Shirley Temple. I maybe don't I don't know. Um, who would you do for the snatch game? I think we've spoken about this before. Um, personally, I would choose. So I am in two minds about it because I would either choose something from like religion that you could do. That you could camp up and do yourself the same way that um, Trinity did the devil. I would probably do something like Adam, like the first man. Or I would do something really, really weird like Judas. 
or make him into like a um jealous gay friend. Mm-hmm. So okay. that I think would be stupid and hilarious because then you have a little bit more freedom with that. Um, alternatively, I would do Pablo Escobar. Here we go. I'm loving it. After three episodes, the winner of the season is yeah, coffee. Listen, I'm going to get coffee. I um, she's setting herself up. I think I think that's where I'm leaning. I was gonna say Marina, but I don't think Marina is going to be able to. Marina's getting lost in translation. Yeah, I think that's my fear right now. Um, which really, really sucks because that bitch deserves a crown. Um, but I have a feeling that bitch would also come back again and again and again. Yeah, she's gotta be the new Juju honey. I'll I'm here for it. I'll take it. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo? And um, you can find me on Instagram at Life by Jorge, where I post all of my daily shenanigans as well as my drag stuff. Um, so follow me on Instagram at Life by Jorge. Um, and yeah, follow me and also follow me home. I'm always I'm always open and welcome. You know, twenty four hours like a like a quickie mart. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure chatting. It was an absolute delight to be here with you.